All right, and welcome to the podcast. Scott Smith here, your host, Evangelism, Georgia Baptist Mission Board. We have with us on the line today uh, a, a guy that some of you have heard of around the state already, and, and that is uh, Steve Noble of Call to Action, who's also the feet on the ground for Harvest Georgia. And uh, we're excited to have you. Steve, thanks for coming on. It's great being here again. Yes, yet again, yet again. And we've also got on the line John Collins, who is the Executive Director of Harvest Ministries, and uh, we're dialing into him in California. D- John, uh, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. It's uh, a little warm out here, but uh, we're surviving. It's a little early, too. I don't know if you've had your coffee yet this morning. <laughs> I'm working on that. Okay, okay. Well, listen, we're excited. Big The big show is coming to town, man. We've got Harvest America going to be at... The Gwinnett Arena is how it's still commonly known, but its uh, official title was changed to the Infinite Energy Center, September 23, 24, and 25 of of, uh, of 2016. We're we're as we're recording this, we're we're only a, a couple of months away, and so we are excited as we're winding up to the event and getting churches involved. Um, First of all, let's let's go talk to you, Steve. You you've had really you have been boots on the ground. I mean, literally, you you told me the other day you hit how many churches in one day? I think. Uh, the last time I was here, I visit actually in two days. I personally visited twenty seven churches. <laughs> wow, wow. So so all while obeying the, all the speed limits. All right. So for those that are totally disengaged or just haven't been around or are just waiting to get involved, t- tell folks what's happened so far around building up to the crusade? Well, first of all, the first thing you need to do if you're not very uh, informed on this issue is go to georgia.harvest.org and and just get there as quickly as possible. Georgia.harvest.org. Georgia.harvest.org. So uh, get to the website, and and you can get all the general information there and find out about the history of this incredible ministry, which is 27 years now, although Pastor Greg's been pastoring for over 40 years. Uh, But we've been coming to uh, Atlanta, here in Atlanta, for over a year now, and, and the first conversation we had was right here in this building with you, Scott, and some other members of the of the convention, state convention, and some other pastors. And so we've been uh, slowly but surely building that uh, from a few people at a table to now we're engaged with about 200 churches. We're uh, getting them trained and getting all the resources to them that they need. We still have some more training opportunities coming up. It is not too late. That's the beautiful thing about a harvest uh, event in Harvest Georgia is it really it, it's never too late to get involved because it really does boil down to pray for the people in your life that don't know the Lord or have walked away invite them to the event and then bring them out September 23rd 24th and 25th and you can get the resources the prayer cards the invitations we're going to have all that available uh, over the next 2 months so we're going to be doing another round of meetings August 16th 17th and 18th right here in town uh, where we're going to have either a lunch or a dinner opportunity six different meetings same content but uh, ways that people can come out and still get equipped. So it's not it's never too late, really, to get involved. So we're super excited. God's moving. And there hasn't been a, an event like this here in the evangelical community since 1994 when Billy Graham did a crusade. Yeah, yeah. It's high time for this um, at, at a lot of different uh, levels. You know, evangelism is in crisis. We're currently baptizing as Southern Baptists about the same number as we did in 1947. And so uh, with a lot more Baptists, you know, and so obviously this is not only a Southern Baptist involvement. We've got churches of a lot of different denominations represented, but all of them are evangelical. All of them care about the gospel. They believe in the one way Jesus, and they also believe in proclamation ministry, which has been proving very fruitful. John Collins, um, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us a little bit about Harvest Ministries and the, the, the mission, the passion, but also the fruit that you've been seeing over the last quarter century. 
Well, yeah, it's it, look, God has uh, blessed uh, the fact that I think Pastor Greg has been faithful to just proclaim the the gospel. You know, our our events are very narrowly focused, and um, what we've learned over the years is that all effective evangelism is is really really uh, relational, and um, it's it's not just one man standing up and proclaiming the message and. Um, it, it's really a team of hundreds and thousands of people coming together and uh, praying, as Steve uh, said, but then bringing their their friends that have uh, not heard the gospel or perhaps have, have walked away, and uh, giving them an opportunity to hear a clear presentation of, uh, of what Jesus said it means to be a Christian and what it means to follow him. So um, we use a lot of you know great uh, great music and and make the event kind of festive and fun. So it's uh, it's a non intimidating uh, environment to bring somebody into. But uh, we find that um, uh, people are are eager to engage in in hearing what the Bible has to say about life and and life after death. And so uh, you know it's a no holds barred very. A direct, uh, simple presentation that uh, that they'll hear from Pastor Greg, but um, it requires that we all kind of uh, get on board and do this do this together. So more than eighty uh, percent of the people that will respond to an invitation at one of these are literally brought to the event by a Christian friend. So, so we've always uh, kind of focused on the church as as our as our main rallying point. You know, non-believers are are those who are just outside the church aren't going to come to an event like this unless they're brought by somebody for the most part. So that's where a lot of our effort has uh, has always been placed and you know with God's grace we've we've seen um, more than 5 million people attend uh, harvest events uh, in the years that we've been doing but uh, better than that we've seen close to a half a million people make uh, professions of faith in Christ. Wow, that's uh, incredible incredible fruit. Um, you guys are about to have the Anaheim Crusade for uh, what? What number are you on now? Twenty-seven. Yeah, this is this will be the twenty-seventh uh, year. Okay, twenty-seventh yeah. year, and uh, and you've gotten to the point now where you fill the Angel Stadium and turn people away usually by the last night. Is that still kind of the the trend? Yeah, it's been it's interesting, Scott. Uh, you know, I keep thinking that one year we're going to show up and nobody comes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, cause after doing it for so many years, you think, well, you know, people, you know, would just get tired of it or something. But well, really, what's developed here is it's really unique, and I don't know of any event in the country like it where year after year, now twenty seven years running, um, you know, people have kind of embraced this idea of coming to Anaheim Stadium. They know they're going to hear a presentation of the gospel, so Christians all from all over the Southland, you know, bring their friends, and um, we'll see a hundred thousand people over the weekend, and uh, we'll see routinely ten thousand people make professions of faith in Christ, and it's it, that has been uh, over the that those numbers have been very consistent over the last uh, ten or fifteen years of doing this, where we kind of reach this. Uh, a mark of a hundred thousand people per, over the weekend. 
Steve, one of the biggest things that we keep hearing is just we discuss is it's a place to bring lost people. Lost people come, lost people hear the gospel, lost people come to Christ. One of the greatest dangers of this event is that we would turn it into just another Christian concert. Obviously, we've got big names coming that are very recognizable in the evangelical world. Chris Tomlin, Lecrae, Third Day, Phil Wickham. Uh, Speak to the danger of just turning this into a Christian well, if, if the church doesn't get involved, you know, we do a lot of media and we put a lot of things out there in the in the general market so people will find out about it. The word gets out, especially when you hear that it's free and you've got that kind of uh, top-notch Christian talent. The challenge is, uh, hey, listen, if you, if you want to go to another concert, you know, download it. <laughs> go to Apple's I, <laughs> Apple iTunes and get their stuff and, and don't bother. It, it, it ha- always has the danger, runs the risk, Scott, of it being just another holy huddle where we're gathering together. Uh, rubbing each other on the back, enjoying our time, singing our songs, and, but there aren't lost people there. There aren't people that have backslidden. There aren't people uh, that are not walking with God. So I often tell people, listen, I am a Southern Baptist uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, and, and I tell my Southern Baptist brothers and sisters, uh, quite frankly, if you're not going to bring somebody that's not walking with the Lord, don't come. Because it's not for us. It is for the glory of God, number one. It is for the loss, number two. And so that's the challenge. Unless the church gets engaged at a, at a critical mass kind of level, uh, it's just going to be another concert. And, and we have no interest in doing that. That, that. That's a fun thing, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is the gospel. So unless we as churches and the churches listening to us right now, especially here in the North Atlanta area, uh, don't get involved, that's that's the danger it runs. But we should be excited about this. God gives the gift of evangelism to some people. Pastor Greg definitely has it. He's, God's been using that for years. So it gives every church, every pastor, every Christian in the area a unique opportunity to access that incredibly powerful gift. We're all called to share the gospel, but only some of us are evangelists. He definitely is. He'll, proc- he'll proclaim the gospel those three nights. You've seen it personally yourself yes. out in Southern California. It's not a terribly complex message. It's very direct. It's very straightforward. You can feel the pull of the gospel invitation coming the whole time, and people respond. People will come to know the Lord September 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Gwinnett Arena here just across the street from us. Uh, and, and so the, the thing is, do you want to miss it? I mean, mm-hmm. how far would you drive your family member or your friend or your coworker or your neighbor? How, how much out of your way would you go for the sake of the lost in your life? And one of the challenges for us is the question of how many lost people do I even know? You know it's right. really, it's yeah, really yeah. convicting when you get in, as you know. My involvement with Harvest Crusades and the first time I met John was way back in 2006 when we did a three-night crusade in Raleigh. And it was more difficult to get the evangelical and church involved in evangelist, this evangelistic outreach than it was to get them foaming at the mouth about politics, and I was part of that problem. Mm. But God really dealt with my heart over the course of 14 months uh, and pulled me into uh, the Harvest Crusades as a partner and, and because it is the main thing. And everything else is, we do a lot of important things in, in the local church, and their Jerusalem is their number one consideration. But every once in a while, Scott, isn't it amazing what can happen when the church throws her shoulder to the same plow mm-hmm. and people get saved? It, it, yeah. it happens every time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, the house is burning down, uh, and the gospel is, is the only hope, you know, and we need to pull out all the stops, uh, plain and simple. And so we're not saying this is going to happen in lieu of personal evangelism or local church events or, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all. It is one tool, but it's a magnanimous tool. It's a tool that's that's uh, proven. It's a tool that is going to take a lot of people working together. 
uh, to see the result uh, come to come to fruition. Uh, John, what what are you seeing out uh, as you've been around the country? Obviously, Dallas was big in March. Yeah. Uh, tell us tell us about how the church involved. What, what role did the local church play in making uh, Dallas the crusade there really the largest single evangelistic event in U.S. history? Yeah, well, we had uh, over 700 churches in Dallas uh, join us for the local event there, where we filled AT&T Stadium with 82,000 people. And uh, but across the country, there were 2,000 churches that took the live stream into their own sanctuaries and made an event in their community of it. And then we had another 5,000 that were not churches, but they were just other types of venues. So, you know, working with the church is uh, is key for us. And, you know, one of the things I can say, uh, Scott, that's, that's hopeful, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and, and for, honestly, for many years, getting churches uh, together uh, to proclaim the, the message of the gospel has not always been easy. You would think it would be, and you would think that uh, people uh, in the church would embrace uh, an evangelistic uh, event, but for one reason or another, it's it 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 has uh, been a difficult experience. However, I, the, the bright side of that is I can I've seen over the last couple of years kind of a a changing and openness to proclaiming the gospel. Uh, I think the church is realizing our our desperate need. You know, it's through the foolishness of the message preached that God has chosen to save those who would believe. So God has ordained evangelist and placed evangelist in the church uh, for a specific purpose. <clears throat> so why wouldn't we be using them? And uh, that's always been our contention. And uh, the uh, the good news is, is that we're seeing a, a greater openness now to uh, people uh, realizing that, uh, hey, this gospel message works. And, you know, if you just let this lion out of the cage, you'll see changed lives. Because uh, all we need to do is look look at our own, uh, the, the, how the gospel impacted us personally. You know, the first time you heard that message and it resonated in your heart, uh, that's what's going to happen for thousands of people in Georgia. That'll happen here in Anaheim again. They'll hear a message that uh, uh, speaks of a Savior that talks about how they can have forgiveness from their own of their own sin. That uh, they know that they've transgressed. And yet there's hope, and there's hope for life after death. And, and uh, so the, the gospel message isn't, uh, isn't complex, but we often muddle it up with so many other things. As Steve was talking about, maybe it's politics, or maybe it's just cultural events and, and things that grab our interest. But uh, you know, you, you, when somebody can just get up like Pastor Greg can and just cut through all the noise with the simple message, it, it cuts right to the heart. And we see changed lives. All right, let's talk next steps. A church is hearing this; they're like, "Okay, I'm in." I, d- I didn't know how much was available here for me to be involved. What 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 is the minimum? Uh, what is the minimum viability or, or the minimum viable level for somebody? To be you know what, Steve? Let's we'll edit this out later. Let me let me cut to another question. Um, John, there's there's also a growing. Uh, relationship between Harvest Ministries and the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, speak to us briefly about the partnership for Crossover Phoenix 2017. Yeah, we are really excited, uh, Scott, about uh, what's uh, happening among a lot of our uh, Southern Baptist uh, brethren. And 
the uh, convention next week, next year in Phoenix. Um, is they, um, we've been invited by the by the Southern Baptist Convention to hold a one day event leading into that convention, and to uh, uh, basically have an opportunity for the local churches. Uh, that are not just Southern Baptists, but really a community-wide evangelistic event, just like what we're going to be doing in, in Georgia, and offer that to the to the entire community in Phoenix. But on top of that, it's going to be a Harvest America event, which is similar to what we did in Dallas. So we will then use that platform at uh, the University of Phoenix Stadium, another large beautiful venue, football stadium, where we can get uh, 60,000 plus in there, and we'll be able to use that platform as a uh, another opportunity to go nationwide with the guy, uh, simultaneous proclamation of the gospel and get churches all across America involved. And our hope is, is that of the some 47,000 Southern Baptist churches, that we get thousands of them to uh, get on board and to utilize the event in their own community to uh, reach out with the gospel. Absolutely, absolutely. What an incredible, what an incredible uh, partnership, and also a great validation that that Southern Baptists can freely work with Harvest without without reservation, without without concern that the gospel is going to be watered down or there, there's going to be any kind of manipulation or weird stuff going on. This is a very very biblical conservative pr- pr- approach to proclamation ministry and uh greg leaves it all in trust me repentance faith turning to christ no other way to god but jesus all of it Mm -hmm. it's in there it's simple it's direct and it's not always politically correct but it's it's what we we need to hear in order to get uh and get the gospel and see people come to christ minimum viable involvement speak to that steve what what needs the minimum we'd like to see churches do and then kind of move up from there real quick before i answer your question sure, sure can yeah. i flip the table on you flip it and i have a question for you how long have you been an evangelist and out there preaching oh man 25 years okay 25 years so when you went and saw the uh, harvest crusade that was at uh in southern california at anaheim stadium angel stadium a couple years ago uh Share share your reaction with that. You've been around evangelism for twenty five years. Oh, yeah. You're an evangelist yourself. You're out there talking about this all yeah. the time, uh, and so and I think we get we get a little uh, numb to it, maybe, or, or we don't believe in the, that kind of power in the gospel anymore because we just don't see it very often. What did you experience when you went there? This is a twenty five year evangelist answering this question. Yeah, yeah, I, I was impressed. Now I went in skeptical. I, obviously, uh, every I think every evangelist worth his salt is always. A little bit scrutinizing, like, okay, is he preaching what I'm preaching? Is he being faithful to the text? Is he being faithful to the scripture? Is he watering it down? Is he trying to jack up his numbers? You know, I mean, you know, that whole thing you've got to take nowadays into a lot of different arenas with evangelists. Maybe you've never been up close to or heard. Now, I'd heard about Greg Laurie, and he obviously had a great reputation throughout uh, the evangelical world. But you go in saying, okay, I'm going to try to be as objective about this as I can be ruthlessly. And I was impressed top to bottom. Uh, everything that was preached, gun barrel straight. Um, the music was spot on. Uh, and then, of course, I went down to kind of uh, scrutinize a little bit the, the follow-up process. Okay, really? Really? I mean, every single person that made a decision, nobody's going to fall through the crowd. How do you prevent these guys from falling through the crowd? I saw 4,000 people in the field. Yeah. How, how, how are 
how is that, you know, show me where the holes are getting patched, you know, right? I mean, because these guys are going back into the hood and the trailer park and the subdivision after tonight. And, uh, and I saw that process down there in the, in the, in the war room, right, down in the basement of that stadium. And it was phenomenal how closely tied to the local church that Harvest was in their processes of getting the guy that was brought on the van or in the car as a lost guy with somebody from a local church to getting them back reconnected with that church and making sure the church had all the information they needed to follow up, disciple, and build and send this individual that came to Christ. So the, the long and short of it is I was totally impressed, and I wasn't by myself. I was there with Randy Mullinax. We were in constant conversation about what we were seeing, what we were experiencing there. It, it, was, it wasn't like I was there in a vacuum and it was it was really the the total experience was something that I came back saying and Randy did too saying this does need to come to Georgia. Yeah. It's kind of like you've said before, Steve. You don't have to pray about doing evangelism. <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, we don't need to pray about being uh, obedient. <laughs> exactly. It's like how can we get the gospel yeah. out in a big way in Atlanta? Unite the churches in a way that we've never. Uh, or haven't done in a long time. And, and just to give you guys a little bit of a, a behind-the-scenes uh, view of what's going on right now in our convention, the, the theme about Unite Georgia is is coming to the surface more. It's going to be a big theme around our fall uh, convention, statewide convention, our actual Georgia Baptist Convention in November. What a great opportunity to unite for the gospel. Let's work together. Yeah. But it is going to take people. It's going to take personnel. It's going to take money, and I'd love for you to – now I'll answer your question. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank <laughs> Thanks you. for doing that. All right, yeah. uh, really, three different levels that, uh, that churches can can choose to be at. The entry level, super easy level, uh, is just to be involved, to be promote, to get the resources, the invites, the prayer cards, the little uh, the little uh, save the date cards, and then be, begin to pray for, invite, and bring people. That's the minimum entry level, which, again, you can do this. We have these meetings, another round of meetings and opportunities, uh, August 16th, 17th, and 18th, all over the city. And and that's the easy level in. It doesn't need to be the senior pastor. It can be that dog in the background. It can be anybody, (laughs) (laughs) a a lay person. It can be anybody representing the church. That's the easiest level. Number number two, the second level, is now you're going to start getting into the volunteering activities, and and perhaps you'll you'll choose to uh, sow into it a little bit. Financially, the third level is then um, people that are follow-up churches. Now, Mm -hmm. this is this gets you know I'm an exhortation kind of guy. I'm on the radio five days a week, so I I tend to get in people's faces uh, in Jesus's name, of course. Of course, Uh, but but you know it's 100% of the involved churches are not follow-up churches. A follow-up church has made a, a commitment. You noticed it because you were in the in the war room there in, in Southern California. A follow-up church is we, we have a discipleship program. We have a way to disciple brand-new believers to get them into the church. We're going to follow up with them, not one week, not two weeks, but three weeks, by phone, by email, any, any way we can get to them, by text. And we're going to go after these people and bring them in, and we have a way to nurture a new believer. And, and 100% of the churches do not do that. No, that's which is, true. Which is a shame on us. Uh, you true. know, I, I try to encourage yeah. at the same time exhorting, and it's it's a little bit of a, a challenging yeah. line to find. But but that those are the three different levels. And again, if a pastor's list, any past pastor, if you're listening, and 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 I know you know that evangelism is always right. We don't need to pray about it. And I know you're busy, and I know you have a full calendar. But but we're talking about souls. We're talking about lost people and people in our own spheres of influence. This really is simple to get in. Get the invites, get the prayer cards, enable your people. It allows evangelism to get pushed to the front uh, burner for a couple of months. And then watch what God's going to do September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, because he will be there. The message will be preached, 
and people will come to Christ in faith. Georgia.harvest.org. There you're going to see four buttons across the top, underneath the top video. One is, uh, it says upcoming meetings, which is going to post those meetings at a regional event detail serve. If you're within an hour drive, you need to be involved in this crusade, quite frankly. Uh, an hour drive, well, what day of the week are you talking about? I know it's Atlanta. What about traffic? This is a weekend event. The worst traffic is going to be on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday nights, there it's weekend traffic. So if you even are on the south side of the town, get on the interstate, you zip up. It's not a long drive. Be involved. Bring lost people. But there's a, another button I want to mention, and that is register your church. Uh, John, what happens when someone hits the register your church button and registers uh, their church? Well, they become, first of all, part of the information flow. So they'll they'll get all the updates. They'll be uh, a, a um, opportunity. They'll have an opportunity then to be, as Steve was talking about, a, a kind of a follow up church and get into that process. So uh, yeah, it's it's really critical that um, that you know we get. Uh, churches on board and engaged, not just for the sake of, um, of uh, having numbers of churches, but actually having people praying, first of all, and then uh, people bringing their friends. Um, so that's, that's all, you know, 90% of what we attempt to do in this preparation uh, phase is to, to get people to do what we ought to all be doing all the time, which is simply to be reaching out to those around us who are without God, without hope in this world. And so um, by going on to the website and registering, you'll have all the opportunities to engage your your church with all of um, the resources that we have. Well, folks, you've heard, uh, you've heard an earful about this crusade. I mean, this is an incredible historic event that's going to be coming up, first time since 94, uh, since anything of this scale has been done in the region specifically and exclusively for the gospel to bring lost people to Jesus. Obviously, we do see a future here in terms of what could happen in the city in the future. They're building a stadium on the other side of town. Wouldn't it be great to fill up that brand new stadium in in another couple years with lost people who need, need to hear the gospel. This is an election year. A lot of stuff's being said about what's the hope for America. What's, what's, who, who's, gonna, who's in charge of bringing uh, you know, change and, and solutions? And let's face it, none of their change and none of their solutions even begins to measure up to what the gospel can do in the life of an individual, the life of a, of a, of a burb, the life of a region, the life of the city of Atlanta, the life even of Georgians as a whole, whether you're in the area or not. You've heard Dr. White say it even in his video that has probably gone out by now by the time you hear this. If you're a sim- we're encouraging churches, be a simulcast site. You know, you've got a little civic hall in your town. Uh, you may you may have a town of you know eighteen thousand people, and you've got a little civic hall that has a, a screen. You could set up a worship team. You know, have some have some uh, you know some finger foods. Invite the community. Broadcast this thing for free uh, in your civic hall or in your church. Uh, be involved. There's so many ways, and that's again, that's there's no cost to do that. Become a gospel outpost using this event wherever you're located in the state. If you're within an hour drive, you need to be involved. Georgia.harvest.org. We really want to see you on that follow-up team list of churches to make sure that folks that you bring to the crusade will be discipled. It's going to be a great event. Uh, John Collins, thank you so much for all that you guys at Harvest are doing to get the gospel out to as many as possible in our day. Thank you for taking the challenge of uh, 
of, of the current cultural climate to, to step up with the gospel and say it still works, it's still relevant, it's still the word of God, it's still the only hope for man. We appreciate what you stand for. Steve, thanks for what you do every day on the radio, and thanks for being a part of this crusade in Georgia and in keeping us informed, keeping us motivated and enlightened on what's happening. We really appreciate both you guys. Well, thank you, Scott, for all the help that you've uh, brought. And, you know, it is a great partnership. We look forward to uh, working with you even closer in the future. That'd be fantastic. Amen. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Thanks so much. I want you guys to stay tuned because uh, in our next podcast, we're going to be playing the sermon that Greg Laurie himself brought at our April uh, evangelism conference here in the state of Georgia. He was uh, he honored us as being a guest uh, on that platform, did a fantastic job. Uh, the guys who were there just raved about his message. We're going to be sharing that with you. Again, that event was not made publicly available in terms of recordings, except for those who attended. So it's an exclusive opportunity outside that conference itself for you to hear that message. So be looking for that in our next episode. This is Scott Smith. Thank you for joining us. Go tell somebody about Jesus. Pastor Greg Laurie has an important question. Are you trying to find happiness and all the stuff this world offers? How's that worked out for you? All my life I've struggled with things that I've dealt with in my past. I was starting to lose my family. Find the peace of God. Stop running from Him and instead start running to Him. Harvest Georgia with Greg Laurie at Infinite Energy Arena, September 23rd through 25th. It's free. Get details at georgia.harvest.org.